everybody. Welcome back to Sports and Ish with Misty V and Vince Edwards. We ha- had a little bit of a break. I think both of us uh, ended up in Florida on different trips. Uh, but we are back. We've got a lot to talk about. Small issues, big issues, fun issues, John Moran, all of it. So let's get started. Vince, how are you? Not too bad. Uh, we just got back from a nice little family trip, and now we're back with Sports and Ish. <laughs> good deal right on so were you watching the games while you were in florida like what was uh were you keeping tabs or just checking out headlines that i was sending your way what was going on uh, a little bit of both uh the first one i, I didn't i wasn't able to catch but i was able to catch the second one so i yeah. caught going to the first one but not the whole thing we were actually at disney so i was trying to like stream it on my phone but still enjoy the time at the park so <laughs> i mean it's disney i would rather be at disney <laughs> It was really good. Uh, not bad at all. Uh, it wasn't my first time, but it was my family's first time. Uh, my girl, my daughter, so they enjoyed it a lot and it was a great time. So, so yeah, she got to meet Mickey Mouse, smile. I had a lot of fun. She, she just bursted out in the biggest smile. So that made my heart happy. You just created some major memories. That's amazing. <laughs> fun times. Good stuff. I remember when my kids were little and they were still fun. <laughs> They're not that fun anymore, but they used to be. <laughs> oh, for sure. oh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Actually, I, I just left my office a little bit ago. I was working on one of the cornerbacks with the Bengals. And the first thing we were talking about was John Morant. What do you mm-hmm. see going on with that situation? I think we kind of briefly uh, touched on it. <clears throat> I just see, uh, I mean, honestly, just, he's got to make a statement and <clears throat> They're, of course, going to make an example out of him because they can allow this to grow on and let anybody think just because you're a face of the franchise or possibly the face of the future to leave that you get a pass. I mean, they kind of were lenient with them the first time and then now it's the second time. I don't like the whole approach. I don't know if it was his idea, his team's idea, whoever his representation was. With the, It was a toy gun. Like, that's just terrible. Right. That was, that's what that I was, was about to say. Because even if that was the case, you were better off saying that the first day instead of waiting until a week later. So my my whole thing with all of that too was like, what, where was his press agent saying, "Don't say that." That's like the worst thing you could say right now. I I, just don't, that's what, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know if it was him or if it was his team or his agent, somebody with background, but. That should have never got out. The the you should just take it kind of even if it was, I, we would never know. But even if it was, we can't believe it is with all the other mm-hmm. speculations and everything else that's got going on. But even if it is, you got to right. own up to it. Because why would you even right. be playing with that, knowing you got all these other things going on? At the end of the day, if, if right. it's your protection and your safety, you don't want to hire security. Right. Then that's all by means that's that's your job. I just hope you've been safe right. with it. You know you you know you know what I'm saying you got the safety on the host all, all the nine nobody. You got you got a daughter, so I don't want to speak too much on it, but I just hope right. you're doing every all the all the safety tips that you need. It's out of you know out of sight, out of mind from the miners and everything. So he's gonna do his yeah. life his way. Sure. Most guys hire security. I don't know what he's got going on. Like I said before, I don't want to try to sit here and speak for him, but I do think that approach, the toy gun approach, is. It's terrible. Okay. So I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing it somewhere in the in the 40 game suspension ballpark. I said 30. That's what I heard. Uh, but, but 
I can only imagine it's probably going to be at least half the games is not close to half. And it's going to cause them probably some all NBA teams, some other things that cost him his bonus yeah. the first time. So I think right. it's, I think it's a bad move because now I think, what do you, if you're the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, what do you do? I heard, you know, CP is a possible like target for them. Uh, you know, it just puts them in a bad spot because you're, you know, you got Tyus Jones, but after right. that, who is who is going to be your primary ball handler? So I mean, I know you guys have some wings. You don't have Dylan Brooks. You already made it clear you're not bringing him back. So it's right. like, are you going to, you're going to have Jaron Jackson bring the ball up every possession? Like, what are right. you guys going to do? Because now Josh put himself and the organization in a bad spot. So I think yeah. they have some real decisions to make this off season as far as acquiring. Might they might have to throw their hat in the ring and acquire CP just to get them that four general for. Forty-some games out of the season. I mean, who knows? So we'll see. So let me ask you this, because again, you're a basketball player. What do you think Mm -hmm. that does to somebody's career? Let's just say, let's just say they pick 30 games instead of 40 or whatever. It's still pretty severe. Mm -hmm. What what do you think that does to a player's career after that's over with? After that 30 game or whatever suspension's over with? What does that look like? I mean, he's still young. I think the thing is, it's probably going to be suspension without pay. So obviously you're probably losing out on a couple million more mm-hmm. than you already missed out on your 39 million. So I think right. depending on how he handles it, he has to take his punishment the way it went. Uh, I think, you know, people are old enough to remember Gilbert Arenas. Heck, he could, they wouldn't even allow him back in the league after his situation that happened. So right. I think they're trying their best to, be accepting of him and who he is, if that's who he says he is, but they're also trying to help him realize that even though you have rights, you have this, that, and the third, you're signed under the National Basketball Association. And this is what you're assigned to. So all that, actually, the basketball, I was a part of the NBA. They do a good job of giving you freedom. They do a good job of letting you be you. Uh, They're way more lenient than the NFL. I feel like at times letting players speak up, be vocal, and actually backing them up and supporting them. So they're they're not. It's not a dictatorship, but at the end of the day, you don't just get to do things like this. It just doesn't happen. So I think as a player, you probably get a label. Who I know that just is what it is. He's a a high-profile player, so because he is, because he's a future of the NBA, because he has a face that you know kids. You know, Keter too, because he's a young guy. I, I see a lot of the, right. my old high school. I see a lot of the guys kind of mimicking his swag. Got the you know the hair tied up, the dress tied up on top. So it's a lot of things that you know this generation relates to. Like I didn't like the fact that Nike took his shoes away. That's not going to stop people from getting them or finding a way to get them. Or why would you stop yourself or your money? You're not going to hurt anything else. Maybe you're trying to hurt his pocket. Then the day you're hurting right. yours as well. I agree. But why did you drop? Why would you drop Kyrie Irving with that whole situation? Pick up John Moran and then drop his shoes off after this. So it's like, what are you really doing here? I don't know. So I think as a, I just think as a player, I, there's a lot of ways it could go. He's gonna have a bad label with that. He's gonna be on thin ice with anything that comes up with a gun that can ultimately lead him to a possibly a season suspension if something else comes up. So I think he has to be very careful just because as talented as you are, there's always almost 500 more people trying to get into the NBA. It's 450. If you include two ways, if you don't include two ways, it's legitimately 300 players in the NBA. So in a new year, there's going to be another 60 trying to come in and get into a spot, not to count the undrafted guys. So I think he just needs to get his head straight put his head on his shoulder. He needs the right people in his corner. 
Uh, I think yeah. he needs to start with taking accountability. The toy gun approach was not it. Um, and just own up to it and, and man up and move on. And if you're going to be with guns, practice your gun laws, practice your gun safety, but just don't be, right. don't be an idiot about it. That's really all it, that is when it comes down to it. Live your life. But if you're going to be part of the NBA, there's still certain rules you have to abide by. So well said. I love it. I love it. Now here's the next big fun point I want to bring up James Harden. Mm-hmm. Talking about this. What do you think he's going to end up? What do you think he's going to end up? What did you say? <laughs> I said Phoenix. And honestly, it was crazy because I didn't put too much thought into it until one of my actually good friends, like my big brother, shout out my guy, Johnny. He kind of mentioned it in our little group chat. I was like, you know what? I was like, they're playing in Houston. You know, he spends his offseason in, you know, Phoenix. He visits Arizona State. He went to Arizona State. I could see it personally. Now, if it happens, who knows? There's a lot of things that go in behind the scenes. Does he choose Phoenix over Philly or over Houston, like we said? Who knows? Because he's also, he he really grew up in Houston, like, as far as his career. His career really took off there, and that's literally like a second hometown from California. So, I think you have a balance between there. I think he has some loyalty to Daryl Moore more because they're more is the GM in um, Philadelphia was the GM in Houston. And so I think there's a lot of tricky things into it that goes behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about that. I'm not going to put too much out right. about. I'm still a player. So excuse me if I don't give you out a whole, whole scoop. <laughs> I got to protect yourself. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of things that can, um, that could possibly yeah. happen. Uh, but I do think Phoenix is probably the, I would say the dark horse to watch out for. A lot of people are saying Houston for the reunion and just to go back. But mm-hmm. definitely, no. if they can make it happen, I think Phoenix is dark horse. Yeah, I read the reports today. It was well. I mean, you know how it is. It, you won't know until the last minute. But yeah, the yeah, Suns. I mean, know. there's reports about the Suns. You just don't know until the last minute. I mean, they got rid of CP. Are they waving him and kind of just to get that money off the table? They might sign him back if he accepts, right. you know, less money or if he might accept a lesser role, who knows what they're telling him right now. So right. everybody knows in yeah. this game, you can't really trust everything that's being said. So you just got to kind of look out what's best for you while also be a respectable professional. And right. who knows? I, I could see them either pursuing somebody like James or even Trey Young. Like there's a yeah. lot of point guards out in the market right now that are good looks. So who knows? Right. Yeah. For sure. All right. What do you want to talk about next? What do you? Got? I do. I mean, I I did see that there was a a, a trade package for DeAndre Aiden to go to uh, Portland, and I'm just kind of like, well, what y'all really think that y'all are going to be able to pull that off? And Phoenix is not going to be like, well, we want Dame or this and a third. I just don't think DeAndre Aiden is the solution to Portland. But what do you think? Who do you think Portland should go after, or do you think Dame should finally part his ways? And where do you see where? he fits because I've seen a couple spots but uh, I'll leave that up to you don't leave it up to me I've not been following anything in Portland <laughs> you know I stick to the east side and I know that I need yeah. to not do that but you know don't don't leave any Portland talk up to me I, <laughs> I need to clear I mean, there's not, about DeAndre. I don't there's know. not much I don't talk know. I don't think it's much talk because I just think it's either where you think he's going to end up or if you think he stays I don't I love Dame. I love his loyalty. I love his grind. I love his grit. I love how old school mentality he is. But I don't think that he can compete for a championship in Portland. I just, I don't believe that deep down. I don't think you can attract big superstars because it's not a big market. 
So it's, it's hard for you to say, Hey, give me some guys and build around me. I mean, you know, the one year you had Jimmy Grant and Dame and CJ and those guys, which was probably one of their better talent wise teams and Mo Harkless and guys like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, you're not attracting, you know, the Anthony Davises, the the Paul Georges, the Kawhi Leonard, like you, you're not going to get those type of guys to come and Dame doesn't want to wait for a build for younger future. So I, I'm, Personally, Dame, I'm like, I know you want to be that guy that lives and dies with one franchise, but I just don't think it's going to happen. And I know he's hinting at Miami, so I think Miami has some of the best packages to put together to get him. But I don't know. I just don't think DeAndre Ayton is the answer to Portland when Phoenix just got rid of all of DeAndre Ayton's so-called problems that they were having with his teammates, which right. was CP, they had an issue, and then Monty Williams, who I don't know how you can really have a problem with Monty, but I'm not behind the scenes. So that's just kind of how I feel about it. But I just want to know what you think. Is he better off staying there? Is he better off going? Like, if he is going somewhere, what would you think Dame's ideal landed spot should be? A good question. I would want to go if I were him. Uh, where's a good landing spot? I don't know. I guess it depends on uh, how many changes get made, right? If if he takes on some changes and Philly takes on some changes, there's more and more coaches that are finally getting picked up. Um, I saw, uh, I think it was Toronto picked up a coach. Um, I think it all just depends, right? It's, we talked about how that perfect mix and that magic works. Um, yeah. But I think he should definitely seek out. I mean, I don't know. We got to see what these changes hold. And I don't think we're going to see a lot of those changes until after this, this final, the finals are done period. But yeah. I don't know, maybe Philly, maybe he, I think he will definitely have some changes coming up. So I'm curious. I heard, to see I heard Bucks, as well. Yeah. I heard the bucks as well, but I was just like, I don't know. Really? Ooh, no. really? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I heard. Or even New York. Cause they're a bigger market. That's like, and I, Obviously, Stephen, they always push for that. That's like a diehard thing for them. But I don't know. I think Miami is probably his best suit. I think that would be a, a nice yeah. pack of a punch for Miami to add to an addition to get them over the hump to get into the finals and actually get a championship since LeBron and D-Wade has left. So, uh, I don't know. What? Uh, let me ask you this. What changes do you possibly see Heat making when the finals are over? Um, obviously, like I said, pursuing Dame, I can definitely see that because I see that they're high on everyone's list. Um, sure. and well, he's high on everyone's list, but he's also high on theirs. It seems at least that's what our reports are saying. Right. I mean, if I'm Miami, I think you have to get a legit five. I love Bam as a small ball five, but I don't think Bam at the five went to a championship. Bam at the four is good. I think he gets a lot of the you know, spaces that he gets to because he plays the five and so much quicker than the other five. And he's holding his own. I give Bam all the credit in the world. Like, yeah. nobody's going to oh, stop. Oh, no, he is. Jokic, right. Yeah, nobody's going to stop Jokic. Jokic is always going to get to where he's going to get to. He's that one guy. The head of the snake is Murray. If you're letting Murray just dominate, getting triple doubles, coming off comfortable, he's a great player. I mean, yeah. he's a hell of a one-on-one player. Yeah. He gets the space. He gets to a spot. But if you're letting him get, 30, 30 point triple double with Jokic, then you're letting Aaron Gordon get 30 points. It's like, right. What a game. You're, 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 you're going to, and then Bruce Brown comes off the bench and plays a hell of a game. And he's been, I, I right. love Bruce, actually. Uh, we came out in the same draft class and dude just worked hard. Like, 
never really said anything. Just always worked, at least from outside looking in. I don't really know him personally. We just know of each other yeah. the basketball world. So sure. um, I've always respected, you know, his work and his game and how much he has actually developed. Because he was just a defender coming into the NBA. At least that's what he was labeled as. And he's really turned his game around. So I, I don't know. If I'm in Miami, I look, I look to go get a legit five, man. Um, and that way you can still move them to the five in the second lineup if you want to. Um, yeah. You have some decisions to make. I think Gabe Vincent is a solid keep. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think I think if you're going to go get Dame, I think you have to give up Gabe, unfortunately. You can't keep you're Gabe. Who? You're going to have to give Gabe. up Gabe. Okay. You can't keep Okay. You can't keep Gabe if you're going to try to go get Dame. I mean, if I'm Portland and you're trying to come get Dame for me, I need right. Gabe. I need Hero or Duncan. I need yeah, maybe one or two other pieces. You might have to throw like because you gotta you gotta put it like this. They got an eighty million dollar contract with Duncan. They got like yeah. I want to say anywhere from like sixty to seventy with Laurie. It might be higher than that. He might be honestly he might be pushing ninety. So I'm not too sure. I have to look it up. Oh, you got you got Jimmy. <laughs> you got Jimmy Butler's contract. Who you just paid. You just gave Bam his max. You just gave Tyler Hero his max. So you're going to have to let right. some pieces go. So, so that's why yeah, I believe that. They, that's why I believe they have the best pieces to put together now. Who they let go is up to them. Right. But yeah, if you're going to make a push for Dame, I think they're they're probably going to want Hero, <laughs> and they're probably going to want Gabe Vincent. Oh yeah, and it's just you got to kind of go from there, or you could try to throw Kyle Lowry in there. I'm not sure. Try to give him a vet point, uh, veteran point guard back. Kyle Lowry is an NBA champion, so maybe you can sell that to them. It just depends on what they're looking for. But for me, I like them better when they play Kevin Love and Bam together. I think Bam is a better four man than a five man, especially in certain matchups for sure. But I would go and try to find a legit five man if I was the mind beat. Nice, yeah, excellent point. But um, uh, you said something about Gordon. Actually, right before you got on, Jason and I were talking about Gordon's game. And he, mm-hmm. that was probably the best game that kid's ever had, right? Like, he was a standout player in that particular game. Well, the last game. What do you know AG's about had some pretty. AG's had some pretty good games. I mean, people always yeah. forget, like, the guys play certain roles because this NBA is the best 300 players in the world and it's the best eight to nine players on each team that plays. He's obviously a freak athlete. Robbed of a couple of dunk contests. Um, had a had a solid career in Orlando and he has played to what his contract is worth. And I think the best thing he has done for his career and for himself this year is show that as much as I have worked on my offensive game and became an offensive threat, I can also be the primary defender on the best players on our opposer team. And that's why Denver is in the position right now. Yes, Jokic mm-hmm. gets his credit. Yes, Jamal Murray gets his credit. Sure. But like Mike, like Mike Malone is saying, they're not getting to where they're getting to if Aaron Gordon isn't guarding these guys. They're right. just not. So I think you have to tip your hat to that. He's guarding Kevin Durant. He's guarding LeBron. Like, <laughs> he's guarding Jimmy Butler. He is literally guarding the best wings on every team. So I think then when you add that in the mix and then guys are playing hard, uh, Christian Brown is coming in on off the bench. The guy from Kansas giving him great minutes. Bruce Brown is coming off the bench and giving him great minutes. Their, their role guys are playing just as well. And we talked about it a little bit. It's like, whose role guys are going to play better? 
Miami's or Denver's. And right now it's been Denver's. You know, they, yeah. I say something where say I say something where said Max Schroes is only shooting twenty percent on wide open threes, and that right there is a that's a <laughs> no brainer. Miami, he's just a different team when they're making shots. And mm-hmm. not to get off subject, but Aaron Gordon is there. They are who they are and where they are because of him, and he's definitely the unsung hero of the team right now. Yeah, I like that. No, I think I think he's been great actually. I'm becoming a bit of a fan of the Nuggets lately. It's not oh, Nuggets no. no, I'm, I'm an underdog person. No, I'm going to stick the ball. Boston's still my team. Boston well, if you're an underdog, if you're an underdog person, then you have to root for the Heat. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I want to see the Nuggets do something that they've never done in franchise history for them, right? They deserve a championship. They've never had one. Do what? You believe they will? I said I believe they will. Yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah, believe yeah. they will. Yeah. I think, I think give them that, right? Give them that. And then, you know, maybe I'll let go of the Nuggets for a while. I'm just saying that, like, right now, since Celtics aren't in it, uh, and mm-hmm. I am an underdog fan. I don't, why? Why do you think the Heat are an underdog right now? They they were literally like the Heat are because one team has a two time MVP and one team doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. I mean, he arguably could have won three times, but then that they would have to have a whole different conversation for this guy that people didn't want to have. And the year that I believe the year that. MB should have won it when Jokic did. He should have got it that year. But because they didn't okay. give it to him that year, and now he got him back to back, they were like, if we get this guy three straight, he's done something that Mike's never done. He's done something that LeBron, he's done something that a lot of great people never done. And that would have put him in conversation to be the greatest big of all time. Shaq's never done it. Yeah. You know, so, so it's like, and Shaq is yeah. the most dominant big ever, in my opinion. Like, there's never been a more dominant force. Like, okay, you can argue Kareem because they had a sky hook. You can argue Will because there's a genetic seven foot being able to run so fast. But how many big guys have you seen as dominant as Shaq? You just haven't. Even with that size, they know they got that strength. They know they got that speed, but they get a little timid. They might want to shoot a fadeaway. Shaq didn't care about none of that. It was back to the basket. I'm ducking on everybody. I might hit a hook shot right here, here or there, but. He was trying to break yeah. the backboard every night. So he's definitely <laughs> the most dominant big. So when you look at Jokic, I just feel like Jokic is dominant his own ways. And nobody wanted to have that conversation if they gave Jokic the third straight MVP. <laughs> so that's why I think my that's why I think Miami that's why I think Miami's an underdog. It's just because they don't have the camaraderie as well that the Nuggets have. Jamal Murray and Jokic have been coming off the bench with the Nuggets for years and now they're the faces of the franchise. Like they have that going for themselves. So when your two top players are like that, it's easy for everybody else to catch on because they're sharing the ball and they're sharing the wealth. It's not like a stick yeah. thing. And okay, if you go make a one-on-one play, that's good for you. It's like, Jokic literally, he got 10 assists in the first half and really took maybe five field goals. Like you don't see your best player on every right. team doing that. Only like LeBron, no. but LeBron gets critiqued for stuff like that. So I think yeah. that's right. what makes them the favorites. And that's what makes Miami the underdogs in my opinion. Okay, I can see your point. I don't feel like they are. I I see your point. I see your point, though. I really do. And, you know, I I love, I love Jokic's attitude. You know, like when he's Mm -hmm. doing those press conferences post-game and they're talking to him about his stats and how he compares to guys like LeBron or anybody else. I love that he just doesn't care. I love that to him. He'd rather talk about about horses. 
<laughs> yeah, he doesn't care about the stats. He doesn't care what that means. And he doesn't care who he's compared to, right? He's only caring about who he is. And I love that. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely don't see a lot of guys like him anymore. So definitely give him all the no. credit in the world with that. He just cares about his horses, his family, his brothers. <laughs> and that's it. So <laughs> he's definitely a hidden gem. I think if you're, so we talked about this a little bit as well, but I I mean, I guess going back to these games, if you're Miami, it's never been done. It's a 3-1 deficit. It's only been done. I'm sorry. It hasn't been done since Cleveland. And it's a 3-1 deficit. And I'm just, I don't say LeBron and the Kyrie over there to get you 40 point games to get you to a game seven and forget you to possibly win this game. But if you are Miami, what are you going to do to make this, a winnable series or a winnable game. Cause at this point you have to go game by game. You're one game away from game losing game. it all. Right. So right. what adjustments do you make coming into game five? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's tough. Like you, you actually play the game. So you're able to kind of see those, those calls and those different things from a different point of view, from a field view. For me, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just everybody staying healthy. And I think it's bullying guys like, um, I think it's pulling guys like Jimmy and, and everybody on and off the bench, giving them as much rest as possible. Um, mm-hmm. Keeping guys like uh, Adebayo, all those guys healthy. Um, and again, you're, well, what are we talking like 82 regular games, all of these playoff games. And now you are this far in the finals. How tired is everybody? Are they dealing with injuries? We don't know about like Jokic had the the ankle situation for three of the quarters on the last game. So you're talking about, injuries that are out there, um, maybe some things they're going to have to deal with postseason and that just literally trying to get through the game. So for the heat, I would like to see obviously pulling your best guys in the first, maybe several minutes of the first quarter, putting them down, putting guys like Butler back on the bench and just pulling some of the, I guess you could say that second line out. Um, and just seeing, I, I don't know though, like I said, I, I don't have a field point of view. When I look at the game, I think, oh, like they look so good out there. Yeah. But then when you see them take that first or second break, you see how tired everybody really looks right now. Like For these sure. guys are yeah. flat out exhausted. And, and you know, we're talking like you're only literally looking at the second quarter of the game. And again, when you see these guys go in for two, three minutes and take another seat, they are wiped out. So sure. I don't know. I don't know. I think you, you can tell me. Like, I- I think you made a great point. Like Jimmy Butler, where what's going on? Yeah. Like yeah. where is playoff Jimmy at the time of the hour? Like you said, it's a fatigue. Are you dealing with the injury? I don't know. That's right. the worst time for you to do it, but this team ride yeah. or dies on your energy. And if you yeah. don't have the energy, then it's going to be mm-hmm. a rough day for you guys because right. you're not making shots to being aggressive. These other guys who you got going and they fed off of your energy, they don't have mm-hmm. the same energy or the same type of bounce to their step or rhythm or anything. And yeah. if you guys are making shots, which is the name of the game, it's hard to win. So yeah. I think for them, it's more so they need that energy back. They need that, that swagger back that got them this far. Yeah. And they just got to make shots. You're not going to stop. You're not going to stop Jokic from getting 30, 40, whatever it is he decides to do. It's just going to, it's going to happen. But you have to limit everybody else. If you can't limit everybody else, I mean, Jokic is a – you can't get backdoor cut a lot. If I'm Eric Spolcher and I know he's the hell of a coach, I'm pretty sure he's in there working that defensively right now. Like, we got to stop giving up so many backdoor co- uh, cuts. Like, some of the passes Jokic makes, there's nothing you can do about it because guys cut, no. you think it's not open, and he makes a, a heck of a pass. So, 
some things you got to tip your hat to because great players make great plays, but right. it can't be the obvious cuts or backdoor cuts yeah. that you guys give up. So I think they need to yeah. limit those cut off. You know, they get in bad matchups. Like you can't get Gabe Vincent or Aaron Gordon. It just can't happen. It's an easy dump down. I don't know how many times Aaron Gordon turned around and dumped it. Like matchups got to be on point. Can't give up easy back doors. Make shots. I mean, everything else make yeah. them work for it. And these are guys who get paid thirty, hundreds, forty, fifty millions of dollars. Like they're going to make shots. How hard can you make them work for it? Can they do it consistently? And then right. can you go back and do your job and make your shots? So, and I guess too, as a coach, I, I would have been probably looking to see on the Nuggets team who was. I guess who their coach is sitting down quite frequently, right? And maybe use a plan of attack on that. Like we know he's exhausted now that we know Jokic has an ankle thing again. You can't take him out. You can't stop him from making points because even nah. in that game he's going to hit thirty. But I would be looking to see who's exhausted and try to maybe get the matchups just off that alone. Like like you know this guy's tired. We heard a rumor that this guy's got a back situation. We've heard a rumor that this guy's got a core ankle. Whatever it is, I would try to set my matchups just based on that that information alone. Like. Where are you at? What do you have left in these last few games? Because right. there's not much left. There's not much left in any of these guys. I mean, in these games, you're just going to have to empty out the tank. And if you're fortunate enough to make it, then you're going to have to find a way to do it again. You're in yeah. NBA. You got millions of dollars. You got these million-dollar facilities. Find a way to do it again. I think that's the best way to put it. It's to, about right? the competitor. It's about who you are as a competitor. Find a way to do it again. Just, how are we going to be done? Ugly, cute, whatever. Win ugly. You <laughs> ugly, win cute, ugly at right. this point. Win ugly. ugly, but you got to you got to win. Win ugly. One of the biggest things that I tell a lot of the guys in the NFL is when they when they're starting that first week of camp, you know, you know that that's the best you're going to feel for the rest of the entire season. It's just week one, for and sure. every week after that, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And when you're that mm-hmm. way through it, oh, how exhausting that has to be. But you're right. If it's got to get ugly, it's got to get ugly. So yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah that's that's just how I feel. Me personally. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us for another week of Sports and Ish. Remember, we are on YouTube. All you have to do is put in Sports and Ish on YouTube. You will find us. And you know what we really need? We need you guys to rate, review us, like, comment, ask questions. Like, we would love to have any of that. And the same thing goes for all the other platforms. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, anywhere there's a podcast. That's where you will find Sports and Ish. Again, rate, review us. We want to hear from you. You guys have a great week. We'll see you soon.